0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Network our podcast. As always, I am your host, Molly Kreese, and today we are going to be talking about some hot topics. Yeah, I love to get into hot topics. When we talk about hot topics, we talk about what's going on, but we talk about it in the sense of dealing with it with work and how it relates to work. So first topic we're getting into, I think, I think it was either Tuesday or Wednesday. The Congress, Congress was having a meeting. They were having their session on Hunter Biden and talking about Hunter Biden. We know the reason for that session and what's going on there. I'm not going to get into the politics of it all. But Hunter Biden made a surprise visit into Congress because he's been telling them, I don't want to testify in secret. I want to testify in public because essentially what he's saying, I don't trust your mother as far as I control you. And so I wanted to be in public where people can hear what you're asking me and they can hear what I'm telling you. You hear what I'm telling you? Okay. So Mr. Biden walked into that. Place and he walked in like a gangster. I told you if I had the music to play to Biden um walking into that Congress, it would probably be probably a song, one of those songs from Ice Cube days, or one of those songs from LL J days. The song's not coming to me right now, but it's definitely a gangster. And so he walked in, he sat down, he listened, and then the moment when Miss Uncooth, unprofessional, all of the uns, Marjorie Taylor went to start talking. He and his lawyers, they got up and they walked out. And it was epic. It was beautiful. I mean. TV gold, but that's not really what I wanna talk about. What I wanna talk about is the decorum that is lacking for that office and for that workplace. It seems as if Congress, it's not a workplace, it's a circus. And I'm telling you something in in, in our real world, in the regular people lives, If we go into uh, an office and we act like that, we would be fired, right? And so I am not sure why the same rules don't apply to those people in Congress. There is no way we can go to work and be looking at pornographic stuff on our computers. We would be fired. I correlate that to the same thing that Marjorie did when she walked in with those pictures pornographic pictures of Hunter Biden and showed them to the whole of Congress, which that was very disrespectful. And she should have been suspended for that. Right. Um, On the job, Hunter Biden would not have been able to walk in like that. He would have had to make an appointment, blah, 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 what have you. Um, also the kind of things that goes on in there. It's very, very unprofessional and unbecoming and uncouth. And so we are looking real life at a chaos in a workplace. We are real life looking at a toxic work environment. And I don't know a lot of those people in Congress. I don't know if they go to therapy. I don't know if they have people that they talk to, but that to be waking up every morning to go into a stressful, toxic workplace environment like that, especially if you are someone who really takes the office seriously and take your appointment seriously, and goes in there to see if you can make change and enact some changes, especially people like um, Representative Crockett and all those people that really seem to be there to make some changes for our people, that must be really stressful. I would like to know, and if I had the opportunity to meet any of them or to interview any of them, I would like to know How do they get ready for their day and how, what is the downtime or the relaxed time after that day is over? Because I'm telling you, they have to really take care of their mental health and all of that stuff because that's a toxic. It's a toxic, is it? It is, oh my God, it's a fool. It is definitely a toxic work environment. But I would say this, that they need to stop clowning in that place and they need to start passing some laws and making some changes. Because focusing on Hunter Biden for something that is supposed to be um, trivial, something that he's already paid for and all of that stuff, but you're still hopping on it just because you want to get back, you want to do a get back. I didn't know we do get backs in our workplace, right? If somebody make a mistake or somebody did something wrong, you suspend them or you fire them, right? Trump was never the president. And doing a get back at Biden in the workplace instead of doing what you were put there to do, that is unacceptable. And we the people as their managers, as their supervisors, as their employers, because we are essentially their employers. We're the one to put them there. We need to exercise our right as employers to call them into a session, call them into a meeting and fire their asses. And I hope that's what a lot of people is going to do at the voting box when they get to voting. Okay, I digress. On to the next topic, and it is still, we're still in the political vein, talking about Trump. He did, now I've never met someone who is conducting an interview. No, he's not conducting, he's in an interview. Because essentially when someone is running for a position, they're being interviewed, so to speak. When you, when you do tongue hauls, you're being interviewed. When you do those, um, speaker, um, the word is not coming to me now, debates, you are essentially being interviewed by the people. And also when you go and you do those rallies, you're essentially being interviewed by the people because what you're saying is going to be judged by us, the voters who are voting for you. So, When we prepare for interviews in our jobs, we make sure that we have the right words to say. We make sure that we can tell you our qualifications. We make sure that we can tell you what we've done in the past. And then we also round off that interview and telling you how we're going to help your company and how we're going to push you forward into profits and all those kind of stuff. Those are the kind of answers that you want to give in an interview. And I'm looking at these people that are running for president, especially Mr. Donald J. Trump, and his interview is a fool. His interview is trash. His interview is a warning in itself. It's it's flashing red light, red light, red light, red light. And it is telling you, do not hire this guy. Do not hire this guy. He is going to F it up. And you listen to him and he's telling you all the foolish things he's going to do and how much he's going to act a fool if you give him the job. And then there are still employers, which essentially I'm calling the voters. We are the employers who are really feeding into and wanting to vote for him. And so this is where I say not all employers know what is good for their company and for their bottom line. And so employers sometimes make decisions on other things versus what is, um, well, they think it's good because it's their decision. They're making it based on whatever they have. But as we can see, this interview process that these candidates, including Donald Trump, is going through, uh, I'm not sure if we're vetting correctly and I'm not sure if we're asking the right questions as employers. And I'm going to put this on us, on the media, on those reporters, on those people that are hosting those debates, hosting those tongue hauls, And then the ball is in our court as the employers who are listening to all of this to make the best informed decision that we can. And so I am hoping for the life of me that we take all these interviews, and I'm saying interviews because they are at face value and make a good decision for our bottom line at the end of the day. Okay. I'm going to leave that there. That's Hunter. Now let's move on to, let's move on to Jonathan Majors and I'm going to spin this in a way of why protecting your personal brand is very, very important and why having the correct people around you to guard that brand is important. So Jonathan Majors got himself in a bit of pickle, in some mess, and let's say his team didn't do right by him. I would fire my whole team. He recently did an interview and he talked about uh Coretta Scott. His he he has an obsession with Coretta Scott. Clearly during his youth or coming up. He was influenced by Martin Luther King and Coretta Scott, and he wants to pattern his life off of their journey, off of um, the great things they've done and stuff like that. There's nothing wrong with that. I think what was wrong is him doing that interview in the first place. He needed to go away for a while, collect himself for a while before he did any interviews. That was not good for his personal brand. And then on top of that, him talking again about Coretta Scott King, referencing Megan Good as his Coretta, seeing that he had already mentioned that in a taping with his ex, uh, ex-girlfriend ex who was white, where in that taping he sung The Fool, he sung A Maniac, he didn't sung right. And people took it at him as him asking a white girl to be a black woman, um, which essentially I don't think he meant it in that way, but that's the way how it came across. And that's the way how people took it. So his brand took a hit there. And then again, you're going in an interview and you're mentioning the same Coretta Scott, only this time you have a black woman on your arm. It kind of reeks of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, pretentious in a way and so i don't think that interview was good for his brand if i was on his team and i was to have him do an interview what the interview would entail would be him telling us more about him more about his upbringing more about who jonathan majin is more about his ambitions his goals his morals Those are the kind of things I would have talked about in my interview. I would mention what I aspire for, what I want to do for my community. That sort of stuff is how I would have coach that interview. And then I would get him start doing some stuff in the community, maybe start a, a, a boys club and talking talking to young men, maybe going out to schools and talking to schools about how he got to where he got to, his mistakes, how he made those. Those are the things I would have had him do had I been on his team, because what he needs to do is build his brand up. Maybe walk, walk with, work with a woman group to t- talk about um, domestic violence and toxic relationships and, and what he's learned from it and what he's doing to, to be a better man in society and for his community. Those are the things I would have talked about in an interview. I would not have done this interview so quick to go into those things because what happens is that you have not let what happened before rest and you didn't give it enough time to to marinate and for people to forget about it. And you've come back to back with another interview to try to clean things up, but you didn't clean things up. You make it even more, you made it even more messy. And so if I was Jonathan, I would fire his whole team I would fire the person who set up that interview because they were not acting in his best interest doing that interview. And I think it was not good for his personal brand and for what he's looking to achieve. So it's so important for you to guard your brand. It's so important for you to be the author of your own story. And it is so important for you to weigh the market so to speak but the way what's going on you got to look at social media it's just like if you're in finance and you're investing and you want to make a decision you got to weigh the market trends you got to see what's hot what's not what's up what's down before you make those kind of decisions and i don't think he weighed what was happening what was going on and and, and measured that correctly before he went ahead and did that interview. And me, if I was him, I would be sitting down with my team now and I would be saying, what What were your reasons for putting me in that position? Because it just made me, it's just set me back two more, two more points. Whereas if it was done differently and more strategically, I could have been up versus being down. So when you're looking, we as people, when we're looking at Building your personal brand. These are all of the things you have to look at. Having the right people around you, having the right people to make the right decisions around you is very, very important. Now let's get to Taraji P. Henson. Taraji P. Henson was all over social media the other day um, crying and talking about the disparities in that industry, especially for Black actors and how the math ain't matter. What I wanna say is the math ain't matter for a lot of Black women in a lot of different industries for regular women as well. So I would say she is correct and right in that. And one thing I wanna highlight is that Monique said this and we all got down on Monique. And the reason why a lot of people got down on Monique is because Monique said it in a different way. Monique said it with confidence. She said it with her whole chest and she was not crying on television. The only difference is that to, to Raji P. Henson was crying. And so we seem to get all soft for tears, right? We love to see a black woman up there um, crying and, and making a mess of herself right? When Monique was loud with it, she was confident with it. She showcased her value with it. And she was like, no, you're not going to belittle my words. And so a lot of people called her aggressive. She was hard to work with and all of that stuff. And isn't that, isn't that, isn't that familiar? Isn't that what they say when we stand up for ourselves in the workplace, right? If we're not crying, if we're not crying, we're aggressive, we're this, we're that. And I am disappointed that when Monique come came out, a lot of the black actors did not rally around Monique and and really um shoulder her and support her with that. Maybe had they done that, Taraji so P. Henson will not be coming out now on TV and crying. Right? And we sometimes as black people, we fall into that stereotype and we criticize our own against our own progress right because some of us were the same ones that criticized monique and now to Roger p hinson is coming out and telling us the same the very exact same thing that's happening and hollywood corporate the patriarchy love to see us cry because they want us on our knees, begging, groveling for crumbs. And this is where we as women in the workplace have to stand up and take our power back, realize our value, realize our worth, and stand together and combat what is going on. There's gender gap, the, the, the white woman is paid more than us, the, then we have the, the black man and the white man that is still paid more than us. So we are at the bat, bottom of the totem pole. And so fighting against each other is not gonna accomplish what we're looking to accomplish. In order, when things change, when we look at the civil rights movement and all of those things that happen, things change because people stood together for that change. And I think what has to happen is that all over the country, women of color have to start coming together to realize and to enact that change. And so I'm sorry that when Monique came out, it was not a big uproar and a big coming together and a big supporting for Monique, but I guess it's better late than never. And so all these actors, Gabrielle Union, um, my girl, Kiki Palmer, and all those people that are coming out in support of Taraji P. Hinson, I hope it's not just a talking, but th- it, there's there's I hope there's going to be a coming together to say, okay, what are we gonna do about this? How are we are gonna go in as a collective and dive deep and try to figure this out? And even in the workplace, in our regular woman, Corporate and all of that stuff. We have to come together and say, How are we going to figure this out? How are we going to secure and solidify our seat at the table that we're making the decisions for our own people? Right. And then at some point, we have to ask ourselves that question as well Am I going to wait on someone to realize and see my worth and my value? Or am I going to build that own damn table, erect that big ass table, and bring people around with me? and let's shatter that uh, glass ceiling and let's make opportunities for ourselves. And so I think that's the point that we have to get to where we say, "Uh, we're gonna do this and we're gonna elevate ourselves collectively. And when we do that, that is when that patriarch is gonna see that they are not messing with us and they are creating their own value, their own worth and their own table that no one can take away from you and that no one can cut down from you. And this moves right into Harvard president resigning, Claudine Gay. And this is another matter where they put us in there, affirmative action, um, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And they don't really want to because they're like, you're in my space. And we're in spaces that we're not supposed to be in in the first place. And then when we get in those spaces, they try everything in the book under the sun to devalue us, number one, to sully our name, number two, and to make us unemployable, number three. And so they want to cut us down from all angles and from all ends. And I like that Claudine Gay resigned because she refused to stay in an environment that no longer served her. And we have to know when to make those decisions to say this environment no longer serves me. This environment is toxic. This environment is affecting my mental health and I need to remove myself. Sometimes it's, There is a time to fight and there is a time to remove yourself and fight a different battle. And so I know there's a lot of people who might have been disappointed and saying, why shouldn't they and fight? But the people who understand that the fighting is not always head on, but we can fight in different ways and gain that same result. We have to look at all angles of how we can win the battle. And so when we do that, we fight smarter and not harder. And I'm hoping that we as women in corporate America and women in these spaces that we can think about how can I fight smarter and not harder, right? How can I uplift my community and uplift my other woman and shoulder together hand in hand where we can realize change and make that great impact without fighting in a way that's going to deplete us and that's going to kill us. And so I am hoping that President Claudine Gay, that she is going to stand up in her value, in her worth and come out on top on the other side And we have to show them that we are not afraid of the daggers that they throw at us. And we're gonna catch those daggers and throw them right back where they came from. And so it's, um, it's something that we've been going through as women of color for a long time. And coming together and making those decisions that is going to be beneficial as a collective and make those changes that need to be made is going to be very, very important. I hope you've learned a lot from this discussion. We've talked about toxic environment we've talked about your um, personal brand we've talking we've talked about standing on, on your value and your worth and not being afraid of that and showing people who you are and what what you are about making sure that your image match your message and that you're putting that light out there that others would see and I just wanna before before I, I go I want to commend these women commend toology Pete, commend Monique, I want to commend Claudine Gay for standing up, for saying it out loud and for making it plain. Now, what are we going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? That's the next, quest, next question. What actionable steps are we going to take to correct this? And I challenge you if you are someone that are in any of these situations, you're looking to uh, build your personal brand, you're looking to get work, get out of a toxic work environment. You, I want you to ask yourself, what are my next steps? And who are the people that I need around me that can shoulder this with me and that's gonna help me to make those informed decisions? Who's going to put me in the right space, in the right alignment of opportunities that is gonna speak to my purpose, that is gonna speak to my goals, and that is gonna speak to me creating that impact and making a change in others' lives, in my community and in my own life. I want you to ask yourself those questions and then I want you to stand up in who you are and don't let anyone tell you anything different. This has been the Network Hour, guys. This has been our Hot Topics episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, this has been another episode of the Network Hour podcast. I am your host, Molly Creese, And I look forward to seeing your comments. I look forward to hearing from you. And feel free to look me up on LinkedIn, Molly Creese on LinkedIn. I am at in on Instagram. I am We Network Services on Instagram. On TikTok, I am Molly Kreese six, on TikTok as well. Facebook and We Network Services on Facebook. Um, also We Network Services on YouTube. Let's have some talk. Let's have some real discussions, and let's really get into it.